Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. God with your substance. Praise God. And we've looked at other things. God said even we as human beings, his people, we are holy. We are holy. We are called out for special use and not for common use. Hallelujah. Let me tell your neighbor you are holy. Hallelujah. Look at somebody else. Look at somebody else. Tell the next person you are holy. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. What does it mean? Like I explained, the word holiness uh, means set aside, something set aside for God's use, something devoted and set aside for God's use. No more for common use. Hallelujah. We've looked at marriage is holy. We've looked at different other things. Uh, but we're going to continue today with another very interesting one that every believer needs to settle. All right. We're going to start from 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, we'll read verse 15 and verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16. Hallelujah. He said, and that from a child thou hast known what? The holy scriptures. Hallelujah. He said, thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee what? Wise unto what? Salvation through what? Faith in Christ Jesus. See verse 16. It said, all scripture. How many scripture? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For what? Reproof. For what? Correction and for instruction into righteousness. Hallelujah. What they're trying to say here is that the Bible, the Holy Scripture, Scriptures are holy. 
are holy. What does it mean? It doesn't mean um, um, you know you should sleep with it under your pillow. It doesn't mean um, um, you, 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 you can't. Uh, the Bible cannot fall. You know, <laughs> when we're young, all those things to be an issue. If the Bible falls from your hand, you are afraid. No, 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 no. That's not what they're trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say. When they mean the Bible is holy, part of the meaning of holiness is that it's sacred. Part of the meaning of holiness is that it's set on a class of its own. The Bible is not just another book. Hallelujah. The Bible is not just another book. It is the Holy Scriptures. It is the Holy Scriptures. What they are trying to do to you, what they are trying to help you get, is that your relationship with the Bible has to be different from just any other book. It's not your textbook in school. It's not your magazine. It's not just another book. That they are trying to say that amongst all other written material, the Bible is holy. Hallelujah. Somebody get what I'm saying? This is powerful. They're saying, look, you're going to read loads and loads of books. You're going to come in contact or in touch with lots and lots of written material. But they're saying there's something called the Holy Scriptures. It is on a class of its own. It is not any other book. It's not any other information. The content of that book, they say, is able to make you wise unto salvation. There's no other book. Hallelujah. There's no other book that can do that. Praise God. Hey, the Bible is, they call it the living word of God. No other book is alive. Every other book expires. Every other knowledge in that book can become outdated. Most books, science books, they are updated regularly because the information that is there can change every six months. Hallelujah. The only book that has never been updated is the Bible. Hallelujah. The word of God has never needed to be updated. Same word, written millions and millions of years ago, still very true today. Hey, they call it the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory is the Holy Scriptures. Now, statistically, they have found out that there are even many Christians that don't see the Bible as the Word of God. They don't even know it's the Word of God. They think it's just a book of suggestions. They think it's just another book. It is, it is, it is the Word of God. It's not a book of suggestions. It's not a book of just observations. It is the word of God. You see, you see, as long as you approach the Bible as if it's just they're giving you suggestions, then that is the wrong approach. As a child of God, you are meant to live by the word of God. What the Bible says, whatever God says shall be forever. It cannot be removed, it cannot be changed, it cannot be updated. Hallelujah. This is important, guys. Once something is settled in the word of God, it is settled. He said, your word, O oh God, is settled forever. Hallelujah. It's settled forever. He said, you have known the Holy Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. Did you bring that scripture back? He said, he said, he said you have known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. 
He said, from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith. That is in Jesus. Now, where does the biggest lie come? You need to know that Satan's biggest irritation, Satan's biggest worry, Satan's biggest concern is this word of God. You need to realize that. And it's simple. I'll tell you why. It's very simple. Because we're talking about the biggest lie. I'll tell you, it's very simple. The word of God is called the truth. It is not a truth. It is the truth. Hallelujah. A truth means that there can be other truths. The truth means it's just the truth. If you have read the Bible before, what do they call Satan in the Bible? One of his names in the Bible. They call him the father of lies. Satan is a lie. He is the lie. Hallelujah. He is the lie. He's the father of all lies. And guess what? If you are the father of all lies, guess what your greatest irritation will be? Truth. So everywhere Satan sees the truth, he tries to go and challenge or pervert or twist that truth. Hallelujah. He tries to go and mix it up. So when Adam and Eve came, God gave them his word. He spoke to them and said, don't eat this fruit. Don't do this. Don't do that. The first thing Satan would say to Eve is, has God said, did God really say, don't eat this tree? And she answered and said, ah, God said we should not eat this tree. That we should not even touch it. That the day that we touch it or eat it, we will surely die. Look at it here. Look at it here. It says, but, but the tree of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely die. See what Satan said. Lately they told Satan the truth. See what Satan said. DJ, come to the next verse. Look at this. It says, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you what, touch it, lest ye what, die. See what Satan will say. And the serpent said unto the woman, what? You will not die. That is the big deal. Satan will always tell you it is okay to disobey God. He will come at you right straight up and say, hey, these things these people are saying is too hard. Nobody is keeping all this thing. Nobody is doing all this thing. It will not matter. It does not matter. You can surely eat. You can surely sin. You can surely lie. You can surely steal. It won't matter. And if you have lived long enough, you will know that it will eventually matter. Hallelujah. It does matter. Satan came directly to attack the truth. He knows the moment he attacks the truth, he doesn't need to worry about Adam and Eve. They will mess themselves up the moment they take the truth out of their lives. Say, so you have known the Holy Scriptures. He's able to make you wise. God said, don't eat the fruit. Satan cares, him, eat the fruit. God said, if you eat it, you will die. Satan said, you will not surely die. Said you will not die. Did they die or not? Hallelujah. Did they die or not? They died. Glory to God. You need to understand, guys, that Satan is a liar. He's the father of all lies. And he comes against the truth. So you have known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make you wise. The Bible is not open to debate. It's not for argument. It's not for, it's not for argument. It is, it, is, it is something that we are, we are given as believers to guide our lives. 
Anything in God's word should be settled in your life forever. Praise God. I will not be able to talk about everything relating to God's word today. But I will not be able to talk about that. I may just mention a few things that we should know. Of course, the first thing you need to know is that the Bible is God's word. It said scripture is given by inspiration of God. Simply meaning that the Holy Ghost moved those men to write the Bible. And the interesting thing is that the authors in the Bible are uh, um, about over 35 people wrote the Bible. And they are from different walks of life. So they were shepherds. They were farmers. They were all kinds of people. Poets, musicians, doctors. Hallelujah. Luke was a doctor. Many of those different lifestyles. Prophets, poets. Now, some of them were murderers. Some of them were prostitutes. Different authors in the Bible. Then, apart from that, there's also the fact that the Bible was written within the space of a thousand plus years. Over a thousand years. And yet, all the stories, all the theme of the whole Bible still lined up. Hallelujah. Most of those people didn't meet themselves. They didn't meet each other, yet they were all headed in one direction and all they were saying was still lining up. They were prophesying to each other without even meeting themselves. Somebody getting what I'm saying? There's no other book like that. There's no other book like that. Praise God. Interestingly, the Bible is still the most stolen book in the world. Amen. Because people like to steal. I don't know why people want to steal the Bible. But of course, it's the oldest book in print, the most printed book, the most translated book. Hallelujah. Interesting things. So, there are four aspects to the Word of God. There are four aspects to it. Very interesting. Before I go into that, let me tell you this. Okay, let me, let me do the four aspects, then I'll, I'll do this other thing. There are four aspects to the Word of God. The first one is promises. We have promises in the Word of God. We have promises in the Word of God. What, what are promises? Promises are things God said I would do. Promises God made to us. That I will heal you. I will bless you. I will prosper you. I will do this. I will do that. Promises. They are in the Bible. We, what we do to promises is that we believe them. The Bible says, blessed is he that, and blessed is, um, is he that believeth, for there shall be a performance of the things that were spoken of the Lord. So whenever God makes a promise, from your own end, you need to believe it for it to work for you. If God says you can live in health, until you believe it, that promise will be lying there, it's not be activated. It is activated in your own life by believing. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a, a, a performance of the things that were spoken of the Lord. Promises are in the word. Number two, second thing that is in the word are prophecies. Prophecies. Do you know, sir, everything happening today in the world, CNN is just a Bible commentary. Hallelujah. CNN is Bible commentary. Everything you are seeing playing out on CNN, Bible prophesied it. Thousands, there's no book that can be that accurate. Thousands of years ago, when the Bible was saying things like, hey, some of you don't understand what I'm saying. When the Bible was saying things like, that a time will come when the Antichrist will come, that you won't be able to buy or sell except you take the mark. 
And they'll be able to know. That time, it didn't make sense. That time, they didn't have computers. That time, they didn't have television. That time, everybody was selling uh, livestock. There's no way they would have, that prophecy would have made sense at that time that you were able to monitor all the sales going on in the world. That time, they said it, it didn't make any sense. But today, I hope you know that you are totally hacked. All the devices you're using, there are people that know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are fully hacked. WhatsApp or whatever, all of them. Somebody has access to your information. Ah, it's all about the news. Every day, Facebook saying somebody hacked them. They're hacking everybody. You are hacked. So now everything is digitalized. Now they can, they, they, I mean, they, can, they can know where you are. If you spend one naira, the whole world can keep track. Somebody get what I'm saying? Prophecies. These are things they said millions of years ago. Most of things happening in the world seem today. That whole, this, this country will be, Look, the countries that will be part of the end of the... They have already listed the countries. And if you know those countries, I won't mention their name. In case we need to travel there. But if you know those countries, they are already behaving like it. You will know that these ones will give us problems. You can see their behavior. <laughs> they are already looking for trouble now, those countries. They are reading the Bible. The countries that will cause problems with this world, they are reading it. And they are behaving it. I will mention one. Okay, let me not mention one. <laughs> In case their citizen is here. Somebody gets what I'm saying, guys. They are listed. They are listed. The countries that will cause problems. When the world, when the world is going to close, they are there. They are there. Hallelujah. The fact that they will move the, the headquarters to Jerusalem, uh, all these things this are listed. You are United Nations, they are all there prophetically, if you know how to decode. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Prophecies are in the Bible. From, from those days, they've been saying how the world will come to an end. In the book of Revelations, most people don't want to read. The book of Revelations, they've said all those things there. How the last day will look. And Jesus said, he said in the last days, there will be wars and rumors of wars. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. Hallelujah. Today, yeah, there's, there's war everywhere. So there will be wars and rumors of wars. All the things Jesus said will happen. They prophesied it. So prophecies. What do we do to prophecies? We just wait for it because it must happen. You can't run from it. This world is going to close. If all your investment is in this life, you, you don't plan to live here. You want to just die here. You're wasting your time because it's still going to fold up. Global warming, all these things, all part of it. It's going, the whole world is getting is dying, literally. Whether just watch news. Whether weather doesn't have control again. Check. Check the news. Doesn't follow weather again. Rain, rain has been falling in January. <laughs> Glory to God. It's part of the world folding up. So prophecies about the future, about things that are going to happen are in this scripture. And what do we do for those ones? We do nothing but to wait because it's going to happen. Third level. Past stories. Past stories. So first one, promises. Second one, uh, what? Prophecies. Third one, past stories. That's history. It's in the Bible. And the purpose of the past stories is that we can learn from them. You can learn from them. You can learn that one mistake. God will forgive you. Destiny might not forgive you. Ask Abraham. And um, 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 was was um, okay, Abraham, Samson, all these people, ask them. You can learn from their story. Abraham gave birth to Ishmael. Ishmael today is the father of the Islamic race. See, today we're still dealing with, it, with that. One mistake. We're still dealing with that. Past. And somebody asked me one time, that, uh, oh, how come um, Arabians are blessed and, uh, you know, because we see their countries, UAE and co, they have oil. Go and read your Bible, it's there. 
Abraham prayed for his son Ishmael, and God said, I will bless Ishmael for you. God has to, you see, God is a covenant God. When you are in a covenant with him, he has to keep his part of the covenant. It's just part of it. All right. Pastor, so you can learn from Samson. You can learn from Joseph. You can learn from Daniel. You can learn from people in, your, in the past by how they did this. They gave us those stories. And if you notice, the stories were not censored. They didn't give us only good stories. Because that would have been nice. Just as everybody was great. Joseph, great guy, had no problem. No, they gave us the real stories, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you're a bad person, they wrote, they wrote your, you see your friends there. If you're a good person, you see your friends. If you're a hater, you have your colleagues. Inside, they gave us the gist. Exactly how it happened. They didn't paint those guys as great guys. Solomon had a thousand women in his life. Hallelujah. I know some people trying to break that record. <laughs> but they wrote the stories. They wrote David how he, he got into trouble. They wrote Samson. They wrote all, They said the story exactly how it is. Past stories, you learn from them. Then the last one, aspect of the Bible, are Principles. Principles. Says he's able to make you wise. There are principles for anything inside this Bible. Principles. Principles to be financially blessed. There is no financial principle anybody's using that is not traceable to the Bible if it's working. There are so many. I can't even. His Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Many people are broke today because they can't do small things. They don't want to start small. They want to start big. How many of you have those kind of friends that always have big dreams? <laughs> Hallelujah. Always, they can't do anything small and they remain idle all their life, waiting for the big break. Principles, if it's working, principles of investment are there in scripture. Principles for a good marriage, there in scripture. Principles for, for um, recruiting staff, is there in scripture. Jesus recruited people. Principles for anything you want to look at, is there in the Bible. Principles. What do we do to principles? We apply them. We apply them. If the Bible is going to benefit you, then you have to apply the principles. Hallelujah. It becomes the guiding factor in your life. It be, see, it becomes, it becomes what, what guides your decisions. You want to choose a husband, you want to choose a wife, there are principles to choosing a husband or a wife. There are principles. Hallelujah. Parenting, oh, there are principles. Hallelujah. I'll start to round up from here. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is quick and what? Powerful. That word quick means life-giving. It doesn't mean it's fast. It means it's, it gives life. Quick means to give life, okay? It's an old English word. It said, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It said, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What are they saying? Summary. God's word is like the thing that judges us. God's word will judge you. You know, you can claim intention. Everybody can claim an intention. That, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't. God's word. It will enter into you and tell you the intent of your heart. You know, many times you can be doing the right thing, but be doing it for the wrong reason. 
God's word will penetrate your heart and be able to tell that you are doing this thing for the wrong reason. It might be the right thing, but you are doing it for the... A perfect story is the story where that woman broke the alabaster box for Jesus. Very interesting story. The Bible said, uh, uh, you know, they were in a, in a gathering, and that woman, um, you know, brought her alabaster box. The alabaster box was very expensive. It's, it was a perfume that they put in the box, and, you know, very expensive. In fact, they said um, from the Bible, said it, it cost about a year's wages, a year's salary, a full year. So picture whatever is your income now per month, calculate it for a year. You know, that's, that was the value of that perfume to that woman, a year's income. So I don't know. I don't know how much. Let, 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 let's if you earn five hundred k a month, for instance, that is that comes to how much? About six million naira worth of perfume. If you earn hundred k, that's one point two million naira worth of perfume. If you earn a lot of money, if you earn one million or ten million naira, that uh, you know, <laughs> do the math. She took that perfume and broke it on Jesus. And they anointed Jesus with it. Ah! People were angry. Not even people. Judas. They said Judas was angry. And see what he said. You see, this is where people get tricked. This, this is why you, you, you must open your heart to the word of God at all times. That's why you must have a personal study time. You must allow the Holy Spirit breathe on the word of God for you. Because there are some things that we might never teach in church. There are some things that you might be able to avoid or, 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 or hide from the pastor's teaching. But when the Holy Spirit breathes on the word of God inside you, you can't run from it because it becomes the truth. Judah said, why did they, well, this kind of waste is this? That they are wasting this perfume. That why did they not sell this perfume and give it to the poor? And I hear that on radio today all the time. I hear that. I see that on internet all the time. People say that. Why would you give your pastor? <laughs> your kinds of rubbish. Why would you give your 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 uh, head one stupid one that uh, uh, your 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 parents housed you and fed you when you have nothing. Now you have something and you want to feed your parents. I said, well, who, are these, who are these hooligans? First of all, your parents took care of you because they are responsible. They didn't born you. They born you, they should take care of you. But aside that, blessing your parents have nothing to do with blessing people that also bless you. They don't, they, you don't have to do one and leave the other. You see, those things, they might sound intelligent and they actually catch people. Those things actually catch people that are ignorant. Because they sound nice, they sound good, they sound, they even sound godly, but the word of God has a way of penetration. And, and it, see, when you stand before the word of God, there is no, you can't escape. There's, if you had, if you're applying a cheap escape, you can't escape gossip because it will judge you based on truth and it will pierce your heart. You can't, you can't, you can't tell lies when the truth is talking. But you can be doing the right thing for the wrong reason. You can be pretending to be doing the right thing. So Judas said something very, very religious, something very touching, something that if he had said it today on social media, they would have a lot of retweets, a lot of likes, a lot of views that a, a woman just gave 100, 1 million, 1.2 million or whatever um, gift to Pastor Jesus. And she was a poor woman. And there are poor people everywhere. And, 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 and brother Judas... Just wrote now that they could have sold that perfume and given it to the poor. How many clowns will be liking and retweeting? 
It looked like a good thing. But the Bible made it clear. The truth said, Judas only said that. I don't know if they can find it. Okay. It, uh, I don't know which of the versions of the Bible or of the story makes it clear. He said, for this ointment might have been sold for so much and given to the poor. This is Matthew 26, 9. He said, when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, why trouble you a woman? She had wrought a great work. I want to make this talk about Judas. They said, Judas said that not because he cared for the poor. You see all these people saying these things against pastors or whatever. They don't really care for the poor. If they care for the poor, if you are busy doing your repair, you don't have time to own that person. He said, Judas said that not because he cared for the poor, but because He's the one that held the purse. Meaning that if they had sold it and put the money in the purse, <laughs> if they had sold it and put the money in the purse, he would have gone to steal it. They say, they, 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 that's what they said. He, 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 he's a thief. He normally steals from the purse. I don't know if they can find it for me. He said, um, um, then he said, he, look at it, beautiful. John 12, 6. He said, then he said, not that he cared for the poor. See, the truth will mess you up any day. The truth will bring out your true intention. So if you are greeting somebody and say, yes, Jesus, the truth knows you are pretending you don't mean it. The truth knows. The truth knows that you're not really that humble, that you don't love that person. The truth knows. You say, how do I know a man love me? There are, there are ways to know. If you know the Bible, if you have ever experienced God's love, you know when a man is faking it. It will show. Hallelujah. Oh, we make ask me for counsel all the time. And it's obvious that this man doesn't like you. Obvious. For God so loved the world. That he did what? He gave. He sacrificed. The guy is not stressing himself. He can never, he can, he can, he's always busy. He said, I don't know if you love me. <laughs> I know. Let's go back to what we're reading. Go back. He says, go back to Judas. He said, then he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he's the one that held the bag, the account, and bear what was, he takes from there. He was calculating his mind that if they sell this thing and put in the purse, at least I should collect like 200 or 300k from this money. <laughs> you see, if the Bible did the truth, did not reveal the intent of his heart, we would have all been fooled. The way people are fooled on social media today, what a shame. Fooled on social media today by some clowns. Why is the pastor driving a rose rose? He, he can sell it. And, and ask the fool saying this, how much, what have you, sell, sell your phone, you to type that nonsense and give to the poor yourself. But they won't do that. So that person's own, that is good to sell and give to the poor. Not knowing that most of these people are already, already give to the poor. Jesus always gave to the poor. That was not an issue. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said that the, the truth was able to bring out his real intention. And do you know it was from here? Immediately this happened, he got so angry, he resigned and went to meet the people that betrayed, that killed Jesus. He, that, it was from here. Immediately he saw that. He said, it's only Jesus that's enjoying this ministry. The rest of us were just serving for nothing. He got offended. He went to sell Jesus for money. See, money was the issue. He wasn't making money by serving. He wanted to make money by selling his master. He didn't still eat that money. Because when you sell your soul, you won't even have any soul left to eat the money. <laughs> because you have sold your soul. Is somebody getting what I'm saying, guys? Hallelujah. The word of God has a way. Hey, I remember one time, I'll end with this story now. I don't know how many minutes I've done, but I'll have to end with this story. 
the Holy Scriptures is able to make you wise. So many years ago, some of you those of you that are old in church, I've shared the story many times, but I, I, I just like the story. Many years ago, um, you know my pastor is Reverend Femi Oduole. He's my, he's my pastor for um, 15, 16, 17 years. I can't remember. But a long time. He has been my pastor for a while. So um, those days I used to come from, I used to go from Lagos, um, go to Ibadan to go and stay with him, uh, spend some days with him and all that. So one of these times I went with one of my, my boys, one of my mentees. Um, you know, went from Lagos, went to Ibadan, stayed in Reverend Femi's house. Then Reverend Femi was living in a place, those places that has red mud. You know, there's no road, no nothing, just red mud. So, you know, if you, if you live in those places that have red mud, once, there's, once it's windy or whatever, the, all the red mud will enter the house. Those places that if you trek in it, your, own, your whole leg will be red. Red mud everywhere. So, when we got to the house, the whole house was red. There was, you know, there was dust everywhere. Big house, dust everywhere. And, um, and, um, and Refemi left, he left us in the house that he had a meeting that he'll come back later. And when he left, the Holy Ghost told me to, to mop the whole house. To mop. First of all, you need to understand, I don't like housework. I don't do housework. I hate housework. I always have somebody that can do it for me. I don't do it. You know? So, the Holy Ghost said I should mop. So I got that my guy, we went to fetch water buckets, and we began to mop the floor. And it was a very nice thing, you know, for a senior pastor like me, you know, to mop the floor. It was very pious and, uh, you know, very nice. As we were mopping the floor, I kept checking the window to see when the family would come back because I wanted him to meet us mopping the floor. And he would now be touched that this great man of God from Lagos I kept checking. See, Sally, because some of you do these things, so you know what I'm talking about. You do this, you eyes have you like one people to notice that you're the only one working in the department. <laughs> oh, the truth is bad. It will expose your intent of the heart. People can be clapping for you. When the truth comes, better be afraid because it will expose you. I was checking the window. When is this guy coming back now? And I was telling that, I saw that that guy was mopping too fast. I said, slow down because we want him to, this guy, you're, don't spoil this thing. We're waiting for him to see us. You are rushing this. Oh, we're taking it slow. You know, the only girl just told me, he said, if he meets you doing this thing, that will be your reward. If he meets you doing it and is impressed, that will be your reward. Lily Holy Ghost said that. I told the guy, speed up. He must not meet us doing this thing. Because God may declare that once you, you give or you do something because you want to be noticed, that noticing or that noticement, <laughs> it will be your reward. You know, that's what the Bible says that you know, if, you're, if your right hand is given, don't let your left hand know. It doesn't mean you, but it just means don't do it just for the purpose of being noticed. You know, some people, if they are fasting, if they are fasting, you know, just most of the their voice even changes. You know, we have been, we've been, we've been fasting for 30 days. This is, this is the 29th day, no food, no water. You have to fast. This is that, that's your reward. When you are fasting, say let rub oil, let rub cream on your body, put perfume, eat chewing gum. Don't let your breath kill people. He said, he said, don't, don't let people know that you are fasting because if they know you are fasting and they're impressed, that will be your reward. Somebody get what I'm saying? The truth has a way of just entering and spoiling everything for you if you're, if you're a scammer. Because <laughs> God told me if he, if he meets you doing this, that's your reward. Till today, I've never told him we mopped his house. And you know the worst thing? When he came, I thought we thought him mopping. When he came, he even noticed that the house was clean. He didn't notice. He didn't say anything to tomorrow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Scriptures. 
Always give your heart to the truth of God's word. Submit yourself to the... See, to, for any question you have in your heart, for any situation you find yourself, there is something the Bible already says about it. And if you can submit yourself to it, you will get wise unto salvation. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed this morning? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just be, rise to your feet and let's give God praise. Let's begin to pray this morning. Mande soko mandra de kosa. Jata mbala de sokaba Begin to open your heart to that truth. That wherever the truth needs to walk inside of you, let it begin to walk. Come on, lift your voice as we begin to pray. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.